Hey everyone, this is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart Coach, welcoming you to the podcast that helps entrepreneurs align results with God's truth. My mission is to free you from the struggle of how to bridge faith and business as a God-centered entrepreneur and to equip you to pursue success God's way. When that happens, we experience the joy of building a fruitful business that honors Him and serves His people. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast. Well, you guys are in for a real treat today because the tables were turned on me and my friend Aaron Lewis took over the host mic to interview me about my new book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart, which launched on March 31st and is now available on Amazon. Let's listen in and see how I did on the other side of the microphone. Hello, everybody. I, um, I'm so excited to be here with Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and the newly published author of Pursuing Success God's Way. I have known Erin for seven, almost eight years now, uh, and knew Erin through this journey of her writing this book, although not in the intimate details. And I was sharing uh, with you before we got on, Erin, and I shared with our team this morning that I always find it so fascinating to know people closely and at a distance, but never really understand the full journey that someone goes through. And what I love the most about the book that you've written and was just released in paperback yesterday um, is that it really takes us inside of your world, what, where you were, what you were doing. And as your friend who is sitting on the outside looking in, didn't always hear or know what your heart was saying or what your mind was saying or the journey that you were really going through. And I think that's so applicable, applicable for so many of us as we network and we're in business together. So, um, so welcome. Thank first you. Of all. Yeah. Thank you. And it's so funny. You said that it has been almost eight years. And, um, when I do look back, I think, who was I eight years ago? <laughs> and it was not, it was not the person that wrote this book. <laughs> but it contributed to the book. So, um, and you have been instrumental in my journey, Erin. So thank you. I just, I love you so much. And um, all of the things that you do that are impacting the world and impacting the lives of young women um, and everyone. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. Um, I, I, I wanted to have you do this today, introduce you to some of the broader audience that you and I both know through the Dream Queen Association, but also in the real estate community and then other entrepreneurs out there and women who may or may not be plugged into either one of those um, industries or organizations. Uh, because I think what is so common and what I love so much about reading your story is this idea of being a you know, type A, very organized, hyper-driven, striver and driver, as you called it, which I loved those words because we were obviously, um, you know, destined to be friends based on that alone. Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then you talk, so so what I would love to hear from you, Erin, is your journey of what you define as this BC, the moment that it happened for you with the velvet hammer and then the, the, the AD and really the premise of why you wrote the book. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for this opportunity to share this. Um, all of this came out of, you know, growing up the oldest of four to a single mom, you know, sort of in and out of welfare. And I knew 
that the only way I was going to change that legacy was to get a degree and get a job and work hard and make a lot of money. And that working hard and making a lot of money is a, is a consistent theme for me through my journey. I believe that most people, when they grow up that way, sort of either go one of two ways. They're either grow up and are always grateful for everything that they have, or they grow up with an insatiable um, hunger for more. And I am the latter. So um, got a degree, got a job, worked, you know, for 25 years in corporate America. I was the primary breadwinner for, for a season of that life, um, raised our two daughters, but I had the big house and the car and all this stuff and very much filling my life with stuff because what I didn't have was time. And what I desperately wanted was time. So I did all the things I knew to do to get at, to change my family's legacy, but I completely discounted, um, that I was wrapping my identity up in all of that. So started a business in 2010, a network marketing business, um, which I've been doing for 10 years, which is fantastic. Took those transferable skills from corporate to that entrepreneurial endeavor, which is what often happens when you become an entrepreneur. I think we'll see a lot of that going on right now because, you know, um, necessity is a mother of invention and there are more businesses started in a climate like this or in a down economy than any other time. So I think a lot of people are going to be making that shift to be their own boss. And so I did that and I had incredible success. You know, I reached the three third of four levels in my company. I earned the company car. I had all the bells and whistles that looked like success, but still was sort of had this hole and I kept filling the hole with stuff and achievements. And, um, I am an achiever. If you know anything about the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram three that is achiever. So achievement is very important to me. Um, but it was in 2014 and I remember having a conversation with you the summer of 2014, uh, where we hit rock bottom. My business was stagnant. I was working harder and harder and driving and driving and pushing and pushing, but I was not making any progress. And I had a fateful conversation as my income began to fall, um, with a mentor. And in the book, she is fondly known as the velvet hammer. Uh, she is a mentor from my network marketing business, but I never mentioned her name. <laughs> um, and we had a conversation and I said, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe this isn't supposed to be my journey. Um, all the things that we think, right? Like I'm not working hard enough. Maybe I don't want it bad enough. Maybe there's a crack in my belief, all of these things. And she said, my issue, your issue, Aaron, is this, you don't know who you are or whose you are. And she asked me that day, did I have a relationship with Jesus? Now you have to understand, as I say in the book, that up to that point, my belief system was sort of a mashup of new age, the secret universe and God. Um, but at that, but I was still struggling with where my identity sat. So as a result of that conversation, I accepted Christ as my savior. I surrendered all to him. And you would think that it'd be like for a box checker like me, checked that box. Woohoo. Now everything's going to be perfect, but it wasn't. Um, my, my business continued to fall back, fall back, fall back. Um, and so from 2014, really till about 2018, God was transforming me. And here's, here's the gist of this. My identity was so wrapped up in the title and the salary and the car and the stuff that even when we had gotten to a point where we were financially strapped, unable to pay our mortgage, I was living this facade because I didn't want anybody to know. 
And I didn't want to admit that because of those things, I must be a failure because that's where my identity was. So over that four years, God really began to work on me to unseat my business as my idol. My business was going to save the world. I mean, my business was going to put my kids through college. My business was going to pay off our house. My business was going to, you know, create a huge emergency fund for us. I was going to give back in big ways. But the point was I was idolizing my business and putting that number one instead of putting God number one. So in 2018, as all of this started to, to happen, God was really pointing me to um, sharing this story. And I thought, Lord, I, I can't share this story. Like, I mean, I don't, people don't need to know this, but there were a number of things that happened. I had a conversation with a colleague in my network marketing business who had seen me shift to really be this, this um, servant focused loving leader, heart-centered, God-centered leader. And she said to me, you know, you used to be like, you were going for it. Like you were, excuse my language, balls to the wall. I'm going to make it happen. And if I'm going to do this business, I'm going to the top because that's the only place that Aaron Harrigan goes. And she said, and that's great, but you were not approachable. You were scary. And I think that that explains a lot about that business because I was attracting the people that were coming into my business couldn't live to that expectation. Um, and she said, but now like there's love, there's service, there's you really, when we say love people where they are, you really love people where they are. And so this book is really the story of what I call BC, my life before Christ and AD, my life after death to myself. So moving from self-reliance to God-reliant and moving from self-centered to God-centered. Um, and that really is the story of this book. I, I want you to know that this book is not going to give you like, here's the action plan called 10 people a day and have three conversations. And that'll, that, that is not this book. <laughs> um, and that was hard for me, Aaron, because I'm, I'm a numbers person. I'm a measurement person. And so I thought, well, how can this book be valuable if it doesn't give you measurable success? Like, how can I, talk about this book. If I can't say, if you read this book, your business will grow 20%. Um, but the point was that the action is the daily mode of operation of being in gratitude of starting first with the Lord and saying, Lord, where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to serve today? Um, and when we do that, he will show us, he will put names, he will make connections. Um, he will do supernatural things. And I've seen that happen. And that's, that's the backstory. I know I went a lot further than you probably needed me to, but that's the impetus of this book. And this book is for people, I like to say, who have success but feel unfulfilled, are so married to the measurement that they've tied their identity up and all of that. And you guys, right now, the hardest part, I think, for entrepreneurs right now is how do I pivot? That's, that's the you know, buzzword today. Um, but if your identity is wrapped up in, I have to see this many clients, I have to make this many calls, I have to close this many deals, that may not happen now. And if you don't unwrap your identity from that and put your identity in Christ, you, your mental well-being is going to suffer. 
it just yeah you know I love that you said that and it, what it, what I was starting to take away and I'm at like chapter four or five in the book, right? So not even all the way through, but I think rather than the quantitative data, which, you know, we're so driven by, right? As numbers, people high achieving is the qualitative piece, which is the intangible. You can't touch it. You can't um, put a number on it, but it's your overall sense of joy, happiness, well-being, peace, Right. And you can't, you can't, like, it's unique and it's different for everyone. But when you have it or you've ever experienced it in your life, you know exactly what that feels like. Uh, It's totally different than the striving, driving. Well, and and I think the other piece of that is, you know, some people may say, well, that's really great. But, you know, joy and peace and fulfillment doesn't pay my bills. No, I totally get it. Like, I'm not telling you not to do the work. What I'm telling you to shift is how you do the work. What is the intention behind the work? Because here's what I know to the core of my being. If you are surrendered and if you are aligned to the vine, and I talk a lot about the vine and the branch, right? In John 15, four and five, that nourishment flows and This is not a name it and claim it, you guys. This is not a like, I'm going to put it out there and it's going to happen. No, no, no. What I'm telling you is if you are surrendered, thy will be done. And you are truly spending that time to understand, okay, Lord, who do you want me to talk to today? And what does that look like? He will, he will supernaturally and exponentially um, multiply results that you could never have imagined. And, and where the rubber meets the road is that joy and that peace comes from knowing like he's got this and he's going to provide and he's going to show me and he will bless my business because I'm working in obedience. And he did things in my business that were not what I wanted. They were not, they, he did not bless me where I wanted him to bless me. He did not bless my network marketing business where I wanted it to be, but he blessed my consulting business. He blessed this book. He blessed our finances. Like, that's the piece that if you if you can read this book and take that away, that the work that you do will have far greater impact than you can measure today. That is beautifully said. It's so true. <laughs> but it's hard, right? Because our, our achiever is like, well, but I called these 10 people and I had these three meetings and... Um, you know, this, this meeting canceled and that didn't work. And that's the point is like, you can do, they say in many businesses, activity solves everything. Uh, uh-uh. no. <laughs> because activity misaligned solves nothing. You can work 24 seven and not have results. You can be aligned the way this book talks about. And one hour of work will have greater results. Like I, but that's hard for us to wrap our brain around because math doesn't lie. Yes. It's so true. I think if if you've never, my encouragement to anybody out there that's experiencing the old way of doing things, right? That's the way I like to refer to it because it's what you've always done, may or may not have always worked, but it's not working right now, is to take the pause, hit the pause button and start um, start to play around right? And and I say play around, but like engage in reading a book like this, get on your podcast, really read the Bible, pick it up. I loved what you said, Erin. And like I said, when we first started talking, um, you know, I have never been a big Bible reader. I was saved at 21 years old and it was a dramatic difference in my life. You know, I was drinking and 
all kinds of things I shouldn't have done, right? (laughs) You know, I want to get into on here, right? But um, my life was 100% different the day after that happened and different in the sense of how I felt and where I wanted to align what I did. And I think that's the magic of accepting Christ into your life, right? And then it becomes the daily work and the daily practice of seeking him first, seeking God's word, seeking what's true and real and always has been, always will be for yourself and being in in relationship there because the whole world opens up and changes, right? If you had told me at 21 years old after that happened today at 37 year old, my life, my life would look like it does. I would have been like, yeah, right. Not in a million dreams. No, and no. then as you work the practice of surrender, and there's so many pieces that you talk about in your book, which you say it's not an action list, but it really is. If you're really embracing this, it's very much a, have I practiced this? Have I embraced it? That will then start to change the results for you. Well, it's one of the, it, I talk about this in the book. Um, I, I can't remember the chapter. It might be chapter five, which is the action chapter, or maybe it's chapter four, which is the principles of hustle with heart and hustle with heart is what I call this pursuit of success God's way. Um, it, and it, I'm a list maker. I'm a check it off person. Um, I am a, everybody has a color on the calendar person, which is funny because my kids are no longer at home. So like there is no color on my calendar, which is weird. So for me, this idea of, you know, principles of surrender, of consistency, of um, commitment, of yielding my fruit, like my fruit is not Aaron's fruit and Aaron's fruit is not mine. Um, it is a daily practice. And, and it's funny, I talk about it in the book. I had a subsequent conversation with the Velvet Hammer and I said at one point, I'm like, okay, I've done this, this, and this. And she was like, um, this is not a checklist, right? It is the daily practice. And Aaron and I were just talking about when we get out of the daily practice, it's because things are going really, really well in our business or they're not. And we think, I don't have time to sit down and read that book or journal or whatever. I, I, I got to go make calls. Um, it is the daily practice. And I was having a conversation with my coach yesterday, in fact, which was book launch day. And I'm like, well, this is happening. This is happening. But here's what's not happening. And what about this? And I got to go do that. And she's like, you know, there's this book I want to recommend to you. I'm like, oh, okay. What is it? And she's like, it's called Pursuing Success God's Way. You might know the author, right? So like even me writing the book still has to remind myself. So that daily practice And you can feel when you're out of daily practice, you know, you're out of it because your day is not going well. And all the action you're taking is yielding zero results by the same token. When you're in the daily practice, this happened to my daughter, Erin can, 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 um, attest to this. Like, you know, I'm on vacation and I got all these leads coming in. Well, because you're in your daily practice, like this is what happens. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. The the the, uh, the other thing I wanted to share is that I, you know I I was saying earlier really, I I've never been a Bible reader, um, but I ask right, and I know that I'm fully connected, um, and so I ask and I always hear answers. Um, and so what I love that you said in the book is there are all these success books out there, all the self help, all the motivation, all of the all of the books right? They're all grand. And when you've read enough of them and God knows I have, um, they all say pretty much the same thing, right? And you say in your book, and it's the first time that I ever heard it this way, but 
all of the success principles are backed up with the Bible and verses, right? So while I had never been like, let me dive into my Bible and read this. When you said that, it hit me in a very different way. Like, oh, well, why don't I just ask the question, hear the answer. And what I've been asking for is where in the Bible, right? Where, what's the verse? What's the, what what chapter? Where is it that I should go? And it's creating a really fun um, exploration of what it really means. And it's, it's, really encouraged me almost to want to get into like a biblical study with other women entrepreneurs, which I know you're doing. Yeah. So, um, one of the, so a couple of things that I'll say about that. So number one, I am not a Bible scholar. What is really, really important to me is that I don't do what I feel like a lot of times happens, which is take the scripture and, and twist it in a way that it meets my needs and cherry pick it. What I really worked hard to do, and I had some incredible Bible mentors who pre-read this and were like, no, that's not the scripture. That's not what it means. I really tried to um, use the scripture in its context and yes, apply it to business. So, so it's really important that anytime you're reading scripture, like, you know, um, don't take it out of context. So here's what I mean. When I say that, I say the Bible is like the great big book of everything. When my kids were little, I don't even remember what that cartoon was, but it was a great big book of everything. And the Bible is the foundation. Any of the success books you read, the secret as a book, no slam against the secret is filled with scripture. The challenge is we tend to want to pick and choose scripture. And what we tend to do as humans is we pick the really good stuff and we Forget about all the bad stuff, right? Because God is a father. He's a disciplinarian. That doesn't mean he's out to constantly punish us, but it's how we use scripture. So scripture is like, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's scripture. What we do is, is in the self-help success world, we've taken that scripture and sort of twisted it sometimes or um, seek and, you know, ask and you shall re- knock and ask and you shall receive Knock. I- I'm taking that totally. I'm getting it totally wrong. Um, Seek first the kingdom of Lord and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you. So it's really easy for us to go, well, I'll get everything that I want. Here's another really good one. Um, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So we walk around going, well, all I got to do is turn to God and he's going to give me everything I want. No, that is not what the scripture means. What the scripture means is when you're delighting yourself in him, he puts the desire, he gives you. The desires that are in your heart are his. But what we have to do in our daily practice is say, Lord, this is what I'm desiring. Is that aligned to you? If it is, show me the connections. And if it's not, redirect me. Thy will be done. But the point is that, listen, I read lots of books too. I mean, if you saw my shelves. Um, but there were a lot of books I got rid of because when I realized that it was taking the Bible out of context and I realized that all the wisdom I needed in fact, the Velvet Hammer said to me once, you don't need any of those self-help books. You just need the Bible. Um, it's all right there. And there are fantastic Bible studies. And I can share some of those when we post these, kind of the ones I turn to. And in the book, last thing I'll say about this is um, there is a scripture reference list. So every scripture in every chapter, I have listed by chapter. So you know, okay, she talked about surrender. Wait, where was that in the book? Um there's a list of Bible studies and books that contributed um, to my my journey. So I tried to make it a resource so that people who weren't familiar with the Bible could at least have a place to start in starting to dig in. 
And if you are, if you are um, desiring to spend that time with him, I love the question that you said, Aaron, like, show me where, and he will show you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the journey is so much sweeter when it's blessed in divine alignment, right? When our, our good friend, Wynn Briscoe, divine alignment, divine assignment. I am like obsessed with those words right now. Um, and as we all stop and pause and reevaluate what's most important in our lives right now, remembering that there is an alignment that's divine for us. And then the timing that comes with that, um, you know, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with, right? You kind of start to get clarity around divine alignment, but then or assignment, right? What it is you're supposed to be doing in the world, how it is you should or are supposed to be showing up. I hate the word supposed because it's not really like that at all. Right. It, right. It's not yeah. it, it is what God made and created you to be and do. You're just now getting aligned to it, right? right. <laughs> um, but the assignment piece or the, the the timing piece is the part that I think a lot of people struggle with, right? Like everybody wants it now, yesterday, or tomorrow. But it's never that way. No, we talk about that in the book too, because I, I sort of talk about Kronos versus Kairos time. And Kronos, you know, the Greek Kronos is, is chronological. It's where the word chronological comes from. And that's what we want, right? Because it makes sense. If I talk to this many people and I have this many meetings, I'm going to close this much business in this much time. That makes sense, right? Because it's math. Um, but most often... We, like Aaron said, we want it today. We want it now. But what if that timing is not now, right? Um, and so Cairo's time is referred to, I want to say something like 86 times in the Bible. Um, and that is God's perfect time. It, it's in verses where it says things like, in due time, we will reap. In God's time, right? And that is so hard for us because we want it today. And especially when we're like, well, I've put in this much time. I should be here by now. I mean, guys, listen, I've 10 years in my network marketing business and I'm not where I thought I would be. However, I am exactly where God wants me to be. And because as soon as, like Aaron says, you, you align to that, things start to grow and happen and the impact you make can be so much bigger. Um, but we do have a hard time with time, a very hard time letting it be his time. Um, yeah. And what we can take it out of him. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Erin. I was going to say, understanding this is really, truly the joy of the journey, right? Yeah. It's so often referred to as, you know, enjoy the journey. It's not just about the destination. But this true, when you are in divine alignment, the journey becomes so much more joyful because yeah. you start to see the things that are happening, not as you would normally, but as they're intended and as a, um, a refining, you talk about that in your book, you know, it's sort of like this refining process that you go through as, as a person and it continues our whole lives as we continue to grow and evolve. Right. So it's not like that ever changes. It's just, you start to get more discernment around when it's happening instead yeah. of trying to change it. Right. Or get flustered or you just know, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. There's here. Exactly. Yeah. And I think there's two things that I would say about that. One is um, a couple of mentors of mine say, if you want to know where to work, like see where God is working, where is God working and go there. So for me, like this is where God is working. It, it's, it's helping entrepreneurs 
wrap their identity in him and not in the achievement. And so I was like, are you sure that's where you want me to go? <laughs> um, but, but it is. And then the second thing is another wise mentor um, in, in the network marketing business that I'm in um, said, your business is not your purpose. Your business is the vehicle for living out your purpose. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we look at the cause that we want to impact and we build a business around that, which is great. But the business is not the purpose. The business is our vehicle. So this is just my vehicle for God's ultimate purpose. I mean, God's ultimate purpose is for me to love people like Jesus loved people, right? And to reflect his light and to to help shepherd people into relationship with him. This is just a vehicle. but often we tie our identity and then when the vehicle goes off course or careens out of control or crashes, then our identity is shot. And that's what I'm talking about right now. Like that will, that will wreak havoc in your, in your mental health. Um, what's happening in the economy right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Erin, you, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your book and your story with all of us in its pages and here today. Where can we get in touch with you? Absolutely. So you can follow me on social media, on Facebook as The Hustle With Heart Coach, on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur, and then erinharrigan.com is my website. So you can read my blog. You can find my Hustle With Heart podcast there. Um, those are probably the three big ways that, that anybody can connect with me. So um, if you connect with me that way, I can direct you to all kinds of resources from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys have any questions, reach out to Erin. We love you. We hope you're doing well. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Okay. I can't wait to hear what you thought about me on the other side of the microphone, but I hope that you enjoyed this special episode. I hope that you will go and check out the book. I hope that this really moved your heart to see what the book is about and how it can help you in building your business in a way that honors God and serves his people and protects your mind and and your well-being during this time. So thank you for tuning in and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast, helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. If you'd like to book me as a speaker for your organization, or you're looking for a coach to help you pursue success God's way, visit erinharrigan.com or connect with me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart coach. Follow me on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur and help us spread the word of Hustle with Heart by subscribing to this podcast, leaving us a review and sharing it with others.